I, ju- I get I just like speaking with people really and um, that's a pretty um, prosaic answer <laughs> um, but I do I do enjoy um, just talking with people and and to have a career out of that um, sometimes feels quite strange. Hello listener, my name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello Podcaster. Hello. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. My name's Toby Earl, and I'm the creator and host of Greenlit, also known as the Greenlit Pod. Thank you for joining us, Toby. How are you today? Uh, I'm standing up, uh, I'm dressed, and I am mentally present, which, given everything that's going on in the world, I think is uh, an achievement. Are you ready? I've taken legal advice and um, I do have a lawyer in the corner. They're, they're, no, they're making a gesture. Is that fine? Okay, right. No, I, 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 will, I will openly, honestly answer these questions um, until I get a throat cutting motion, which they're doing now. No, they're not doing now. They're just, that's rehearsing for just in case it should come to that. So yes, I'm I'm re- I'm excited is what I'm saying. Ready for the questions, ready for love, ready for this. Right, let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from? I I wish I could say I had some kind of eureka moment where I launched out of my bath or anyone's bath really. Um it, it, it sort of popped into my head last spring. So that was spring of 2020. And I just wondered um, what sort of mileage there would be in a show where um, comedians and writers and actors and funny people um, were asked um, what the biopic of their life would look like, because biopics um, are a popular genre of film and often they don't always necessarily tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Unlike me on this podcast, of course, with or without um, my, my, my lawyer in the corner. Um, so I, I thought, well, this might be fun because it might offer a latitude for um, fantastical thought and fantastical versions of these individuals they might like to present. But also people might start sort of sharing Um, parts of their lives, uh, truthful parts of their lives, um, which are not only funny, um, but also uh, informative and perhaps even educational. Not that I am advocating anyone will learn too much from some of what is said on the podcast. I mean, if you want to, you know, follow some of the life advice, please, by all means. But um, I'm not saying that anytime soon you'll be competing with Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Richard Branson in the billionaire space race. Describe your podcast in three words. Three words. I've only got one left now. 
uh, <laughs> um, funny, truthful. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's harder than I thought. Um, funny, truthful, Hollywood. Funny, truthful, Hollywood. What did you last rant about? Oh boy, um, it it's it's bound to be uh, people crowding your personal space on a pavement. It's so boring. I'm really sorry. Everyone's had enough of probably hearing about this, but I just find it extraordinary when people are walking two abreast, three abreast, four abreast, until you have an in, maybe even an entire football team, 11 abreast, walk down a pavement and force you into the road or um, force you to essentially press your face into theirs as you pass. They just give you no space. I mean, that was bad enough pre uh, uh, the, the pandemic of a highly contagious respiratory illness. But the fact that people still do it now, um, that, 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 that G's me right up. And it is, I know it's a boring thing to say um, potentially, but I just don't think being forced into oncoming traffic um, because people prefer to walk two to 11 abreast across a pavement is particularly on. What motivates you? Not long pauses, generally. Um, they don't motivate me. Uh, I, I guess, enjoying myself. Um, there's also, you know, that whole thing about earning. Um, but uh, I, uh, I enjoy being creative. Is that a bland answer? Uh, I enjoy particularly because of my career. I enjoy speaking with funny people. I enjoy speaking with creative people, um, whether that's in front of or behind the camera and, um, and hearing the stories they have and, uh, and what they have accomplished or what they've um, overcome in order to accomplish the, 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 their achievements. Um, I, 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 get, I just like speaking with people really. And um, that's a pretty um, prosaic answer. <laughs> um, but I do, I do enjoy um, just talking with people and, and to have a career out of that um, sometimes feels quite strange. Ketchup or mustard? Now, I need to know the context here, V, in terms of which foodstuffs are available. Um, I would, I mean, this might, this might upset people. I don't know. I have both on fish finger sandwiches. Um, I like mustard with an awful lot of sandwiches. Um, if it comes to a bacon sandwich or a sausage sandwich, I'm brown sourcing. Uh, I'm just a brown saucer. Um, that's me, the brown sauce guy. I, I that's what I prefer. Um, but if I had this binary option, if it was a if it was a uh, if it was a roast dinner, um, I have seen someone put ketchup on a roast dinner, and I I was offended. I would use mustard. If it was a sausage, 
Uh, I'd probably go mustard. If it was cornflakes, mustard. If it was cocoa pops, ketchup. I'm it's I yeah, I'm I'm just a whimsical guy. What has been one of the most interesting things you've learned in one of your episodes? Over the course of the series on Greenlit, uh, I've spoken to uh, some, uh, I mean, they've all been terrific guests. I've learned that the comedian Ahir Shah um, was actually the inspiration for the Jason Statham giant shark film, The Meg, which I didn't expect to learn. Um, the writer Barney Farmer um, explained the um, exact amount of space that should be between any guitarist legs while playing the guitar. Uh, and uh, I, I think I've learned something from everyone. Uh, but I, I, what I would say is Katie Brand, um, the comedian and writer who, who came on, um, talked, talked a bit about um, the, uh, the idea of, uh, sort of piling up um, stress on yourself for deadlines and how that's something uh, and, and, and how she's now sort of let that go, how she actually plans better and, and doesn't put herself through that unnecessary stress as if that kind of stress is somehow um, an aspect of the creative process. Now, as, as a writer, um, uh, I mean, that sounds ex ex extremely grand. Um, as someone who, who writes um, and who is also an incredibly talented procrastinator, um, I I, I, I too have started to kind of reassess my um, my relationship with deadlines and um, I feel that they actually need to be uh, more evenly paced rather than leaving everything to the last minute, which has pretty much been my MO for almost everything in my entire life for a number of years. So definitely letting that go has been to, to, to speak with someone else who has kind of had those similar experiences and and uh, and and has sort of sort of sought ways to actually make sure that they don't leave everything to the last minute. That was really um, that was really uh, it was it was it was um, good to hear that 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 you know you can you can get through that you can sort of remove that aspect of your um, process from your working life. However, I would also add to that that Katie did also mention that when she was on tour um years ago uh not, maybe not years ago but she would have a sequence where she would while she was playing theaters actual theaters to a paying audience you know she's on tour there was a sequence where she would be on stage and then she would run out of the, of the actual theater run round the block of the theater and then come back through the front of the theater and reappear at the back of the theater to the audience so everyone would be sort of amazed and surprised so despite all the conversation about the deadlines and removing that stress, Katie did also mention that there were times when trying to achieve that, running from the stage, out of the stage door, all the way around the building and back through the front, that she would suddenly come up against a gate which previously hadn't been locked during the run through. And so she would be stuck there uh, uh, while dressed in, a, I think, a soldier's uniform and unable to get to the front of the theatre. And it just reminded me that, you know, you can plan, you can plan and, and you can plan. And yet someone somewhere will metaphorically put a lock on a gate. Uh, and uh, and so I guess also sort of letting letting go is another lesson I've learned. Do people come to you with their problems? I would say if only those people who have exhausted every other avenue and or don't want to spend money on therapy um it's not advisable 
Um, you've you've probably gathered already. Um, I, I perhaps go on a bit, and no one really needs that in their life. And I'm certainly not problem solving. Um, I you know, I, who would listen to someone who puts mustard on cornflakes? Look, it it gives it a different texture. When you've eaten cornflakes for as long as I have, as long as many of us have, you just crave something new. So I don't think I'm that person to, to, to help deal with problems. If, if, if anyone does, I would really tend to refer them on to um, th those, those people who are perhaps more medically qualified. How well do you sleep? Uh, really well, uh, generally. Um, uh, I, apart from when you wake up and you remember things you did when you were maybe 12 or 10 or 16 or 24 and you think I really regret that I mean apart from those times uh pretty well I snore um I fall I can I can almost fall asleep anywhere um I've fallen asleep um at work I've I I've I I can I can sleep um it's not it's not I I, I feel very sorry I, I really do for for people who find it difficult to sleep um Rebecca Callard who was on Greenlit um talked about her insomnia and uh and it's it's it must be must be very difficult and um fortunately fortunately for me I sleep really well in fact well it's not really a tip what what I find helps me to sleep is I like to have the stereo turned up playing some trance and it's just that kind of creative, warm sound um, space that I that really helps me to get off. Apparently, um, that's not conducive to sleep for for neighbours. But I mean, I they say they complain, but I I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard them complain once, not once. And they've had a good eight or nine hours throughout the night to complain. And I haven't heard a thing. What's your favourite animal? Uh, of all time, that's you know there have been a lot um there have been uh well there have been you know dinosaurs pretty rad you know the the uh the velociraptors um who used bicycles that's what velo means um so i mean you know cycling dinosaurs pretty great um you had pterodactyls which sound great but i imagine been pretty awful to encounter and then you've got the modern the modern animals the new ones um like platypuses which are bizarre they um i think they lay eggs i think they have uh, a poison uh hook and uh and ca they carry throwing knives as well which i think is extraordinary uh so I put all that together. They're all the kind of animals I'd like to avoid. I can admire them from a distance. Um, I would say my favorite animal would be a, uh, would probably be a cheetah. Um, not because they cheat. Uh, it's because they um, have, God, their stride length is very impressive, isn't it? And they can run at 60 miles an hour, which means they can break pretty much every speed limit um, apart from that on a dual carriageway or motorway. And I, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I would love to see a police chase on one of those shows on channel five where there's a cheetah 
speeding through town, being chased by police interceptors. Um, I, I don't ask for much. Would you rather know a lot about one thing or a little bit about everything? I'd like to know something about anything. Just one thing would be nice. Um, I think, I think just, no, just, I just something. I just like to know something. I, just one thing. Um, I think knowing a lot, I mean, knowing a lot about one thing sounds great. But if you know a lot about uh, how to blow up a life jacket, but not much about how to tread water, I mean, there's a situation I can see there, which uh, that wouldn't be very useful in. If you then knew a little bit about how to inflate a life jacket and a little bit about treading water, you might get through that situation. Um, I mean, I'm not relating everything to being um, shipwrecked or thrown into uh, the ocean after a um, high-speed catamaran collision uh, during a uh, boating regatta, um, or even maybe the plot of Jaws 2. But uh, I, think, I think just knowing something about one thing would be nice. The problem is if you know a lot, if you know something about, a little bit about everything, um, you would probably lose your mind. What is the best part of making your podcast? Not having to edit it. It's that. I, I speak to brilliant people. I, I laugh a lot. Um, they're all very funny. They tell, they, they, they tell brilliant stories, some stories which are just so shocking and so funny. Um, and I love every minute of it. Uh, uh, Daniel Norcross was, was the cricket commentator, spoke for i mean such a long time he was hilarious um uh Maisie adam i mean i could i would name all of them they're all brilliant um but when it all comes down to it it's not having to edit the podcast that's danny's job what song makes you happy oh uh, not happy by Pharrell. I'm sure a lot of people probably have said that before. Nothing that make you know anything. Any song that tells you to be happy, that's I, I don't respect that. I don't want to be told to be happy. I'm more likely to be unhappy if you tell me to be happy. Um, so I, I do you know there's a song that just popped into my head when when you asked me that V. And thank you for asking me that V. Um, they might be giants birdhouse in your soul and uh and i just it's it's has a degree of jauntiness which i think is impossible to deny uh, i'm not saying that is the autumn that's the song i would put on if uh for example i've been shipwrecked and was struggling to inflate a life jacket or tread water but uh if i if it drifted across the ocean waves from a fmam radio slowly tipping into the drink I, for a brief moment i might feel a little little cheer and think about Constantinople as well. Do you like change? No, um, I hate what it does to the pockets. It completely ruins the line of trousers, particularly suits. Try not to carry any. If you were the first person to speak to an alien, what would you say? Now, I'm assuming the alien could speak whatever variety of English I speak. 
um, or I'd been fortunate enough to do an open university course in alien languages and just, you know, on a whim, and I somehow managed to speak um, and I just got my degree in it. I would probably ask them to sort all this out, just sort it all out, just sort it out. And I wouldn't actually say what, I just say sort it out. And then I just leave it up to them to interpret that, what that means. Bin day, do you mean bin? Yeah, fine. I'll just go, go with it. I think as well, because if an alien arrived here, that's, that, that, that's an advanced intelligence and advanced, an advanced civilization. Um, so you probably think they're on some kind of field trip to visit inferior species. Um, you'd like to think they'd be helpful, um, but I fear sometimes when, you know, that this, this, if this was, you know, this was to ever happen, they would have seen all those films where we depict these people as um, these races, as, as, as conquerors, as warlords, as, as colonizers. And um, that might get them so angry that they might end up actually acting like that. They actually weren't going to, but over the years, the radio and film signals and TV signals and whatnot have fired off into space and they're actually quite a peace-loving um civilization but they're so enraged by our depiction of them that they come here to teach us a lesson um and i'm not saying that keeps me awake at night but you have to wonder if we're not really creating a situation that you know that we are essentially sowing the seeds of our own destruction through our depiction of alien races in film and television what is your biggest fear so it's not, it's not alien races um, coming here to destroy us in revenge for the way we've depicted them in film and TV and radio programs. Um, I, it's, it, it, I don't know if this, again, is fairly straightforward. I just don't like, um, I, I don't like seeing sharks with their open mouths, particularly great whites. And of course, that all goes back to Jaws and um all you know and, and and the associated terror of that film seeing it however old i was and then repeatedly watching it and actually not kind of watching it but yeah that is the that would be horrible i think to be in the water and to turn around and, and a great white suddenly be next to you and to have its big old mouth open um i i i i i probably sink to the bottom of the ocean immediately and that would be the end of it. I think, yeah, shark, sharks. I mean, I, I've got nothing against them. They're incredible. Um, you don't get to be as good as, as being an animal as they have done without being pretty flipping useful. And they've been around for a long time, maybe even up to, I don't know, 15 or 20 years they've been around for. So they are really prolific. They're, I mean, they're top of their game. So I don't, I, you know, I, I have nothing against them, but yeah, I mean, that is the, the, the idea of going cage diving with a shark. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Probably you might as well just throw yourself headfirst into a wood chipper. Beach or swimming pool? Uh, it's the beach. It's the beach. Um, nothing 
nothing comes close to the feeling of sand between your toes and then bringing that sand home with you and then liberally distributing it throughout your house and your shoes and your clothing. It's just, it's, I just love having those little reminders of holidays um, at all times. Also, um, always a nice sensation to have seaweed wrapped around your leg and feel like it's trying to pull you underwater. Love that. And uh, there's jellyfish. And I've mentioned sharks already, but I do love the beach. I do love the beach. Um, and I do like surfing. And not that long ago, I was in um, very, uh, pretty far north in, 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 the, in the sea. And it was very chilly, but um, it is at the same time, um, it is extremely special to be able to spend time in the water. The, the open water is um, it's, it's still kind of magical, particularly after the last year or so we've had. So, yeah, beach, although swimming pool does mean, of course, that you do or might have a bar nearby, perhaps even in the water. The, the classiest bar of all is the swimming pool bar, isn't it? When you can swim up, swim up to a bar be handed a, a glass of um, whatever you wish to drink and sit there, your bottom half submerged, your top half either directly crisping up in the sun or getting kind of shivery in the shade while you drink a cold, refreshing drink. It's just the classiest way. I just don't know why um, there aren't more swimming pool bars available on the high street where you two can just you know dive in fully dressed and swim up to the bar and then sit there getting cold and wet. Do you believe in life after death? I believe in ghosts, but I don't believe in life after death. Work that one out. Who would your dream guest be on your podcast? Tricky, tricky. You know, Obama's always knocking at the door. Um, and, I've, and I do want to fit him in. I do, I really do. Um, got a few other people ahead uh of of him but you know he's very gracious he um he understands he understands there's uh there's a there's a there's a there's a list um a name actually just popped into my head which which would, who would be who would be brilliant and i i would just it would just really be listening to them to their voice more than anything else i mean christopher walken would be um such a great guest. I, I I love some of his films. Um, I think as a presence on on film, there are a few who match him. He's got some great stories, and I just come back to his voice, just hearing him, just hearing him speak, hearing without a script as well. Uh, but it's very you often hear it speaking other people's words. So to hear him speak about his own life and his own words and his own cadences. That would be extremely enjoyable. I mean, there are so many guests, and I think Obama would probably come after Christopher Walken. If your life was a movie, what would the title be? <sighs> what would it be? Life, if my life was a movie, what would the title be? Sorry, maybe? Um, not because I would want to play the... Uh, lead in a big screen adaptation of the 1980s Ronnie Corbett sitcom um but it's the word if I if I think about if I, what do I say a lot and sorry jumps into my mind I apologize all the time I've apologized to an empty room I've bumped into a door apologized to the door um 
I've, I've, I've coughed in an empty room and apologized. I think, sorry. Um, I think that would, I think that would be fairly um, descriptive um, or just one more maybe, but sorry. I mean, I, I do. Yeah. It's just a lot of apologizing. And um, I wouldn't, I mean, it would, it would obviously be an interstellar space underwater blockbuster um perhaps with uh, a hero who um has uh whose apology has been misconstrued or misinterpreted and then he has or she has to um go throughout the universe to set the record straight and apologize face to face someone or at least convince them that the apology was sincere i mean that is yet to happen but i'm hopeful That's all the questions completed. How did you find the experience? I I, I feel um, as if I have had so much introspection there and um, I'd like to apologise to everyone for the introspection. I'd like to apologise to myself for maybe letting myself down and um, I'd like to thank you all for bearing with me. Thank you again, Toby, for being a guest on Podcaster. It was nice to meet you. And GV, and if you ever want to come on to Greenlit, um, do just let me know and um, I can uh, arrange to, you know, via your e-agent or how, however you operate. Do I download you? Or... Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.